Welcome to the S'mores Indoors Podcast, the perfect combination of talk and interviews between my favorite podcast hosts. Now please, sit back, relax, and welcome your host, Corey. Welcome to the S'mores Indoors Podcast. Once again, I am Corey, your host, here with Jonathan. Jonathan, what's up? How's it going, man? What is going on, dude? It has been a long two weeks, man. I've got so much crap to just spew out into the world about movies now. Well, me as well, uh, and and among other things, man. It's been a weird week for me. Uh, you know, the last couple of days, my oldest son was in the hospital. He had some kind of oh undetermined uh, infection, and uh, even had a COVID test, which I'm sure that sucked. Um, and what what's really bad is, you know, now with the kind of climate we're in, he had to stay up there by himself. And, um, I mean, he is 19, but still it's oh, kind of, yeah. but, um, do they ever, is he okay? Still in the hospital? Yeah. He's on some antibiotic and he's out now, good, but, good, uh, good. so hopefully all is going to be better. And, uh, but yeah, it's been kind of crazy. So, uh, what's been going on with you? Man, I mean, nothing. I didn't know that had happened to you, man. I mean, I'm glad he's okay. So, you know, prayers for a speedy recovery. Definitely, man. Um, no, I haven't been doing a lot, man. Uh, I've been watching some movies. I have been doing that. I've been doing a little bit more of that than I had been before. So, got some good ones to talk about if we get a minute here. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll throw a couple out there. I've been on like a, <laughs> I don't know why. I've been on like this Nick Cage kick. Nice. I, I watched 8mm last night. And, man, that's a, that's a kind of a dark movie for the guy that did Batman forever, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, it totally is, man. I remember but seeing I, that. Was it the nineties that came out? I remember like my parents watching that and I was like, wow, this is, this is yeah, freaky. I want to say it was like late nineties. Um, uh, that came out. It may have been early two thousand, but I'm not sure. And then, uh, my daughter was over a couple weeks ago and we watched both, uh, national treasure movies, which I don't know, being a history buff, I kind of am. Those are ridiculous movies, but I kind of enjoy like the scenes, you know, from different places in the country. So that's kind of cool too. So, dude, there's a lot of like guilty pleasure Nick Cage movies. Oh my gosh, almost all of them are. <laughs> dude, Con Air, Con Air is my number one, and that's probably got to be like Pete Cage right there. Dude, if you, if you really want to go batshit crazy, just throw Wicker Man on, and you got. I know, but like, I don't like. But the movie, like Conair, I can get behind. I'm like, yeah, this dude's that, a badass. <laughs> yeah, Wicker Man, man, he's walking around slapping women around. <laughs> it was all for honey. Yeah. You bitches. <laughs> yeah. I'm spending my time watching really good movies here. So. <laughs> yeah. What What have you been watching, man? Man, this week uh, I picked up a couple of Twilight Time. You remember the, the Twilight Time limited releases that. Yeah, they would yeah. do. Uh, I picked them up from Garrett. You know Garrett. Um, when they did that, he did that auction with CK. I got the Blob, uh, the '80s version of the Blob, and John Carpenter's Vampires. And I'd actually never seen either one of those. And Man, it's crazy you say that because I watched that '88 Blob for the first time like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, I put it on. I think I watched it Wednesday. Yeah, I put it on, and it was it was good. But I actually, out of the two, I was really surprised with how much I like Vampires. Oh, cool. 
It was uh, that's, that's a good time. James James Woods in that, right? Yes, yes. It was it was fun. And, uh, like the fifth Baldwin brother was it? Like <laughs> Daniel Baldwin or something. Gosh, that's cool. Um, yeah, I, I knew you were picking those up from him. Uh, I'm glad you uh, enjoyed them. But uh, I, it was that was totally worth it, man. I'm glad I was able to get those for a good price. And speaking of Twilight Times, uh, I know they've got a big sale going on. Did you, did you find anything you wanted to pick up from them? Uh, the only thing I got, like, I, I guess I, I kind of figured they would have more horror stuff because they did those limited runs yeah. of uh, of popular titles, but I guess like they lost all that to Shout Factory or something. So the only thing I could find that I actually wanted was Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag, that Joe oh. Pesci movie from the 90s. So I picked that up, and that's it. It's a shame to see them going out of business, though. Yeah, that's uh, that sucks. You know those horror titles they did put out? It, it does feel like Shout's put a lot of those out recently. You know, they had The Blob, and they had Vampires, and... Uh, uh, scream, uh, was it, not gonna scream, Christine, the, I guess that's put out by, I guess, the studio, I guess Universal. Yeah, I think so. And they had, um, they had Fright Night back in the day, too, but I guess, who put that out? I know Eureka had a release of that, and... I think someone else did too, but, uh, but yeah, I looked at that site. Uh, there's a couple that I was kind of interested in, but I'm kind of waiting. Um, they're not like high on my list and I've spent a ton of money, man. I got to tell you, I actually bought a region free Blu-ray player, uh, last week. And it's actually a 4k player because I, I said that I was, uh, I've said before, I wasn't thrilled with the way 4k looks on my Xbox one S. So I wanted to get a standalone player, and this this 4K player also plays region-free Blu-rays and DVDs. So um, I dropped 160 bucks on that. And, uh, which which you're going to have to send me a link to which one that is, because I really need to pick up a region-free player. Yeah, I'll send you some that I looked at. I bought this on eBay, um, so I felt like it was a pretty good deal, and it plays great. Um, so yeah, and I I think the uh, 4Ks look a lot better on that player too. So. Yeah, uh, I was in Felcher's auction, Michael Felcher's auction this week, and if I would have had a region fleet free player, like there was a there was a ton of stuff you could pick up for for pennies on the dollar is what it would have cost you to get the American version of it from him. So I rem- I was just, I was kind of doing quick searches in between stuff, going how much can I get one of these for? So and yeah. I I heard that uh, auction was for the most part for high rollers. Man, I was in there. I was in there with him. Man, I was. <laughs> there was a couple times I thought I was going to walk away with something, but I mean, no, like the, the Blu-ray stuff that he was, he was selling. I mean, it went pretty much, like it either went for a really good deal. Like when he put like seven Scream Factory collector's editions together, yeah. you get, I mean, somebody get it for like 120 bucks. That's a deal every day. Right. Yeah. But like, sure. I wouldn't, I just wasn't trying, like I only needed like three of them. Right. So like how much do you want to put in there? Yeah. But somebody did buy the Critters box set off there for like $10 more than an MSRP's for. So I was like, because I, I went basically up to MSRP. I was like, I want it anyway, so I'll mm-hmm. just get it from Slippy. And then somebody outbid me, and I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's weird. Um, well, man, I think with this whole pandemic or whatever you want to call it, um, there's been a ton of sales. And you were talking earlier uh, off air about criterion having a sale uh but man i hit up that uh there was a kind of going out of print screen factory sale the other day and yep. uh i got on that and spent 80 bucks did you get anything off that sale 
I picked up a couple. Um, I probably won't see them until this time next year, knowing how Screen Factory <laughs> is. Um, I got the Video Dead and Terror Vision 2-pack. Because I don't know if you mentioned it. I don't think you did just now. There was a $10 off coupon site-wide, yeah. too. And that worked on these going-out-of-print titles. So I picked up that. Uh, the Jeepers Creepers 1 was on sale for $7.99. So I picked it up. I mean, even though I already have the MGM Blu-ray, like I wanted it for the features. And um, uh, I had ju- that was the only two I got. I had actually picked up Candyman 2 uh, for 12 bucks before that started. I got it on Amazon, but I got it last week, too. All right. What all did you end up snagging? Man, I I've almost forgot what I bought now. Uh, I did get that Terrorvision Video Dead. Um, I picked up that Volume 3 of the Vincent Price. Uh, that was, oh, yeah. That was, that was a big chunk of what I spent, so... Uh, I picked up that Candyman, too. Um, I haven't seen that movie for a long time, but I know just with the setting in New Orleans, has always been a fan of that for that reason. And uh, <coughs> beyond that, I don't remember. So it'll be a surprise when I open that box. I tried to get in to get Prison, like because I saw that Prison was a part of that sale, and that must have went immediately because i mean like i got the email and opened it and it was out it was out of stock but i knew that earlier in the week i had been on there and it was still available so there was a lot that were sold out when i got on there but thankfully it wasn't anything i really was that crazy about having to have but if i was a smarter man i would have bought more like anything that was a collector's edition i probably should have picked up and then by the time the sale's over they're gonna go for 40 bucks on ebay so right so that's why I grabbed that Vincent Price. I thought, you know, eventually, if I'm not that into it, that's going to be worth some money down the road. So Oh, absolutely. Flip it for new stuff. So. <laughs> By the way, before we move on, I want to say that's really cool of Scream Factory to keep it in the public consciousness that, like, hey, these are going out of print. Yeah, so if for sure. You want, I mean, how many other, I mean, every other studio is just like, oh, they don't say a word about it. You just can't buy it anymore. So it's really cool they let everybody know, like, if you want this, get it now. Yeah, and the other thing with those going out of print, man, they had some good prices on some of that stuff. Oh, so the best could, prices I've seen on Scream Factory on their website. So, yeah, I think that's why I spent so much, uh, just because they, they're a lot of those are never that cheap on there. So, um, yeah. I also I also ordered uh, this wasn't really I mean it was on sale, but um, like Friday for some reason the 4K of the Color Out of Space dropped to like twelve dollars on Amazon. So, okay. yeah, and I'll, I'll watch that just because of Nicolas Cage. So I'll yeah. let you know how that one. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet, no. Um, so, yeah, Nicolas Cage, I'll, I'll have to check it out. Did you see Mandy? I feel like those are kind of going to be similar. I hope not because I didn't like Mandy. Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I know it's like the same people, but like, God, Mandy just didn't have much of a narrative. And, uh, it was weird. It was weird yeah. for sure. Um I liked some of the visuals in it, I think more so than the movie, but, uh, yeah. but yeah. Um, and then of course, coming up, uh, this, this weekend, we've got the, the big, uh, vinegar syndrome sale. Um, right. So I forgot that was actually going on until you just said that. So anything on that one? Uh, I'm probably going to pick up rad. Like that's going to happen. And Dolly dearest. I know I'm going to try to try to get it. And uh, there's a couple more, but 
Uh, there's nothing I can think off the top of my head. I'm going to have to go back there and look, but I know I want Dolly Dearest and, and Rad for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm pick I'm going to pick up Rad, definitely. Uh, beyond that, I don't know. I'm going to look around and see what they got and see how prices are and how much I really want to spend. <laughs> I might find... I might finally pick up Tammy and the T-Rex. Like, yeah, that that may be something. Um, I don't know. Is that 4K still in print, or are they out of those? I don't know. Was it going to be a limited thing? I didn't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I uh, haven't, haven't really dove into it a whole lot. So, uh, but yeah, lots of money to be spent, folks. So if, yes. you're, if you're a buyer, right now's the time. <laughs> uh, also, spending, talking about spending money, I saw you were doing a little... Uh, home improvement work last week. Oh, oh my How God. Oh, uh, it about killed me. Good Lord. I'll never do that again. Never. Put in a shower, like tile the shower and put in a big shower panel. I mean, it's kind of like going through a, a car wash for your butt now. Like, so that's kind of cool. You know, you got all the jets that hit you in spray, but I'll, I'll never do that again. Man, I home improvement is something like I have these grand visions of things I want to do, but then I look at like just a little paint project I have and I'm like, well, I'm not going to try that at all. I can't even imagine like a shower project like that because that's almost like once you go a certain to a certain point, you're beyond the point of coming back. You oh yeah. What, all play. Once I got like the old shower out and I realized like, Oh crap, like it was too late. Like it's like you have to do something now. Like you have no water until this is on. <laughs> But no, I mean it came it came out it came out really nice. But thank you for noticing, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it looked good. Um, thank you. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to drive to my mom's across state lines for a month. Oh <laughs> uh, no, I told my wife I was like, "There's," I was like, "This is getting done this weekend. Like, I don't care what has to happen. Like, I am showering in that damn thing tonight." Whew. But yes. Yeah, that's uh, those projects terrify me so. I try to stay away from them. My house would just be dated for years, I guess. So My, I'll leave it with this. Like, have you ever seen that movie with Tom Hanks, The Money Pit? Yes. That's my house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's. Yeah. I showed goes. that. I showed that movie to my wife. Like shortly after we moved in, she's like, "Oh my god, that's that's us." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> yeah. Well, man, I, I wanted to talk about. Uh, we had a rough week last week with some uh, famous celebrity deaths um, and some big names, really, in my opinion. I mean, we started things off with Little Richard, uh, 87 years old. Icon. Uh, for, for younger people, they probably don't realize how instrumental he was in the birth of rock and roll in the U.S. Um, just a huge name. And I feel like, like Jerry Lee Lewis is probably the only guy in that group of people that's still kicking but uh yeah kind of a big big name there to to go and uh always heard he wasn't the other two guys i want to talk about were pretty well praised in the in the circles that they worked among among but uh little richard was kind of kind of he hard was all, to, i think he was all, yeah he was always like an afterthought when people brought up that era of music and it's yeah. a shame dude because i mean you could see a lot of like prince and like Michael Jackson, especially like in the way he sung and the way he performed, so he was he was a big pioneer. Yeah, I think if uh, I think if Prince and uh, Michael Jackson were still alive, they'd be praising his his work. You know, absolutely. Little known fact too, I actually went to a 
I guess it was kind of a stand-up type meet and greet thing with uh, John Waters one time. And John Waters' mustache is, is because of Little Richard. That was one of his heroes. Yeah, that's right. I guess that is like the only two people I can think of that have that little, that little like uh, grease stain. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's kind of a interesting little tidbit there. Uh, and followed up Jer- Jerry Stiller, ninety-two years old, father of Ben Stiller. But uh, man, he really had a huge career later in his life with Seinfeld and uh, King of Queens and just various other roles. I think he was even in the uh, Zoolander with his son and. Oh, oh man, that dude was funny. Wherever, like anything I ever saw him in, he just chewed the scenery. Like he was taking over whatever scene that he was in, and he was he sure. was great. Especially in King of Queens, that's where I really, that's where I really got to know who Jerry Stiller was and like how, what a comedic talent he was. Yes, actually, TBS had a uh, kind of Seinfeld marathon this past week with uh, his best episodes too. Uh, it was really fun to watch, and you know, I actually tie him to the horror community. Uh, he's in one of my favorite stars in one of my favorite episodes of Tales from the Dark Side from back in the day. He plays like a a uh, talk show radio host and kind of transforms through the episode. Don't want to give up, give too much. Oh yeah, faith. dude, I, I have that whole series. I don't remember that episode, so yeah, I'm so gonna have to go search that one down. Advocate, so uh, it's a it's always a fun one. I like watching that one. And then finally, um, which was weird, this this last person was actually talking about Jerry Stiller and Little Richard on Twitter, and just a couple days later, he was gone too, and it was Fred Willard, uh, 86 years old, and he reminds me a lot of Jerry Stiller. You know, they kind of played that quirky dad in yeah. uh, Joe's, and and uh, you know, I remember one role I remember him later in his life was uh, from uh, it's just a little role in. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, and yeah, <laughs> it's kind of hilarious. So, uh, three big losses there for the uh, the community. So, absolutely, they say it comes in threes, man, and it, it totally did this time. Yeah. So, uh, but they were all, you know, the youngest one being eighty six, all had good long lives and accomplished a lot. So, that's left good. a lot, left a lot here for us to enjoy. So, for sure, for sure. So. So uh, anything else going on with you? I know you said you wanted to vent a little bit. So what else is going on in your world? Oh, no, man. That's about it, man. I'm just I'm excited about the topic we have for today. If you told the people what we're doing yet. Yes, we have an interview coming up here with Pizal. I've had a great conversation. We're going to run that for you. Uh, We're going to talk about video store memories. You know, everybody that's of a certain generation has those memories of going to the video store and Walking up and down the aisles, checking out their uh, their uh, the box art, and really, I think that was a big era on taking a chance on things you didn't know a lot about. So, um, you know, you can you can kind of do that on Netflix and things like that, but you know, I think a lot of times you just kind of scroll through Netflix and actually end up not clicking on anything and watching yeah. it. Yeah, you, yeah, you end up on you end up on YouTube watching somebody talk about the movie you thought about maybe watching but you realize that you you were just fine with a 10 minute review of it <laughs> so so we'll kick that now we're going to go to pizal the interview with pizal and talking video store memories and we'll come back on the back end of that and uh talk a little bit more about it and uh jonathan actually had video store in the family so we're going to be diving into that as well so 
We'll be back with you in a minute, folks. So I want to welcome Piz out to the S'mores Indoors podcast here. He is a lifelong cinephile, collector, critic, and lover of all things macabre. He grew up in the video stores of the late 1980s and 90s, fully immersed in the VHS explosion of that era, and awash in the plethora of horror, exploitation, sleaze, B-movies, and trash that flooded the home video market. He has a fondness for horror movies, but loves all genre of film. He is a collector of DVDs and Blu-rays, as well as movie memorabilia and collectibles, and is an avid convention goer. He has been sharing his love for movies on his YouTube channel since 2009. His content now reaches hundreds of thousands of viewers from all over the world every month. Piz, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing well as well. Um, it's awesome to have you here, and I'm excited to talk some uh, some video stores with you. That's uh, always a fun topic. So, um you know, yeah, always a fun topic, and uh, I, I love talking about video stores. So, brings awesome. back a lot of good memories. Awesome. So, before we get started, I actually wanted to, I have a story I wanted to tell you. I don't think I've ever told you the story. Um, so, back in 2014, um, I found myself between jobs for some reason, and uh, kind of hopped on YouTube and and uh, was looking around, and I found this video and it sounded interesting, so I clicked on it and. I saw this guy sitting in a room, and he went into this uh, whole dissertation on uh, the Universal uh, Blu-ray for Halloween 2 and the uh, the, the backlash of the uh, the title with mm. uh, Universal Pictures putting their name over what was uh, Mustafa Akkad's name. Yeah. And uh, I just wanted to say I've been hooked to, to Pizal ever since, and... Uh, I want to thank you for all the years of entertainment and really happy to see all the success you've had over the last uh, six years since I've been watching these. So. Oh, well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I just remember watching that video and then I thought I totally agree with him, but I do still want to buy that Blu-ray because it has Terry <laughs> on it. So <laughs> it has. Ter- yeah. I think that was one of the major selling points for that uh, Blu-ray was Terry in the Isles. Yes, definitely. So, uh, but I wanted to thank you. And again, uh, congratulations on all your success and um i feel like you're one of the the best people to go to on youtube when it comes to horror reviews and and uh, all that good stuff so uh thanks for all you do well thank you man i appreciate the kind words and uh, no problem so so talk a little bit about that you know you're obviously huge horror fan how, how did that develop that passion and, and respect for horror develop over the years for you um oh man I mean, I think it really, two of my earliest memories, one involves a video store, which I'm sure we'll get to that momentarily. The other, one of my earliest memories involves me watching Halloween 2 with my mother. I can vividly see it now. I'm sitting on the couch in our living room watching Halloween 2 next to my mother. I don't even remember how old I was. I had to be very, I mean, we're talking gosh very young right and i just i remember the sequence in which ben tramer gets hit by the police car and he's pinned up against the hippie van and there's the explosion and i i just remember watching that and i i was my, my jaw was on the floor that's the only thing i remember about watching halloween 2 that night with my mother i probably didn't watch the whole movie but 
that part definitely stuck out. I was just blown away. Did Did you watch Halloween two first before you Hall- saw the first? Yeah, yeah. Halloween two would have to be the first one that I saw. That's the first one I remember. And, I think um, I, I was the same way actually. Um, just caught it on TV or something like that before I saw the original. Yeah, and I'm sure this was like the TV version too, because this was before we even had like a VCR in the house. So this had to be like the TV cut. But still, as I remember it, it was just super graphic, you know, watching Ben Tramer die. (laughs) And of course, the the close-up on him just burned, just roasting, you know, pinned between the car and the hippie van. I don't know. It it just kind of blew me away. Um, An interesting story. I um, What was it? I'm sorry. I was going to say that that's still a pretty, uh, pretty crazy scene to watch in a, in a film. So it, it is. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a little over the top, but I think it in a good, in a good way, in a fun way, it just kind of comes out of nowhere and, you know, just poor Ben Tramer, you know, right. <laughs> poor Ben Tramer. And there's a, there's a funny story associated with that night. Um, after the movie, or, or or before I went to bed, which was probably shortly after the movie, I was scared, and I asked mom if I could sleep with her, and she was like, "Sure, no problem." And so, sometime during the night, we had this big, huge yellow cat named Morris. Sometime during the night, he jumped up on my mother's bed and landed like right across her legs, and she thought it was Michael Myers. She thought Michael <laughs> Myers had come to get her. So, according to her, she grabbed me pulled me to her and screamed as loud as she could in my ear. And I did not budge. Wow. Didn't budge. <laughs> so, Crazy. uh, yeah, that's one of my earliest horror, uh, memories. Cool. Cool. Uh, I've obviously a good movie to start your, your, uh, horror watching out with. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, before we hit video stores though, um, one thing I was going to ask is, do you have like an early, not not necessarily horror, but an early, like one of your earliest movie watching memories? Oh, yeah. Um, it would have to be like, I, I remember vividly, you know, when we first got our VCR back in the day. I remember... Um, uh, it, it's kind of, it's, it's a little sketchy, but I remember like my mom and my stepdad coming home with it and like them unboxing it and hooking it up. And the first movie that they rented was throw mama from the train. Have you ever seen throw mama from the train? Yes, I have. So that that's another significant uh, movie experience in my life. That was the first movie that I saw on VHS throw mama from the train. I, I, I don't remember the movie so much. I just remember like them unboxing the VCR and setting it up. And like, it was a big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's cool. Um, so obviously now with what we're kind of going through, um, I'm sure everyone's thankful that we have the streaming services we have. Um, mm. but I think, you know, we're pretty close in age. So we grew up in really in a, a time when movies having movies, kind of that you wanted to watch at your home came into prominence uh, with the video stores and VHS and things like that. Uh, what do you remember about your your earliest experience at the video store? Mm. Well, my, my other earliest memory is at the video store. 
I can remember going there with my mother. I don't know if this was the very first time I went there or not, but I remember the video store. I remember the layout of the video store. I remember where the horror section was. I remember where the NES games were, but, um, I remember finding myself standing in front of the horror section and just being, uh, in complete wonderment of all of the video boxes. Like I remember the, 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 the evil dead Two, you know, the skeleton, the skull with the eyes staring back at me and all those other, just uh, all that great artwork on those VHS boxes. And just, I mean that I was enamored and that's another very significant moment that was, I don't know what it was about it. I mean, maybe I was just a, you know, uh, I guess I've always been attracted to, um, you know, ghastly, gory, uh, ghoulish <laughs> stuff. But, right. um, yeah, I, I just remember standing in front of the horror section and, um, you know, it had to be like, you know, 2001 kind of moment and, and just, sure. you know, just being completely in awe of what I was seeing. Yeah. Yeah. To me, I mean, for me, I grew up a pretty modest, well, I guess I'll just say uh, we were pretty poor. <laughs> mm -hmm. My mom was a single parent, and we lived with my grandparents. And, uh, you know, obviously when VCRs first came out, they were very expensive. So uh, I remember actually also uh, our video store. I don't know if yours was like this too, but there early on you had to actually pay for a membership. Uh, I don't remember if that one was a – I'm sure it was a pay for a membership. Um when when I started to get a little bit older and I started hanging out a lot in video stores, I don't. I, th I think only like Blockbuster was charging for the memberships. Okay. Um, I I don't remember any of the other places actually charging um, for memberships. I I could be wrong. I don't know, but um, I mean I I'm like you. You know, I I grew up. You know, poor. I mean, we always had you know a roof over our heads and clothes on our back and food on the table. But I mean, that was about all that we, you know, had. So, I mean, um, re re but renting videos was never like something that, I don't know. It was something that I, I seem to recall doing a lot as a kid. Right. Yeah. I, and I think this was pretty early on. We hit, we had a, we were in a small town and we had one at that time, one, one kind of mom and pop place and they were actually charging. So my first real video store experience was more, we rented a VCR at the library in town and, uh, they had some VHS tapes there too. And I remember like the first VHS I got to pick out and I picked out the 1931 Dracula. Now my first experience with that was actually in a book. I don't know if your school did this, but I think like once a year, some people from outside would come out and we would have like a book fair. And they would sell books in that book fair. And I, I bought this book like twice. It was a book called Movies Greatest Monsters. And it was pretty much just the Universal Monsters and just little write-ups about them and pictures. So that was my introduction, that book, to Dracula. So when I, I was able to rent that movie and watch it for the first time, it's always had a special place in my heart. It's Obviously, it's a slow movie, slow burn movie, but uh, uh, just that memory from that first rental uh, has always been kind of a special moment for me. So, um, so that was kind of my first experience, uh, with, 
videotapes and VCRs and things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. so so obviously you you were talking about the horror really drawing you as a kid to the video store. Um, as as video stores came and went, uh, did was there kind of a, a kind of a big boom in your town or your area with video stores and different different ones? Yeah, yeah, there was a big boom in my town with video stores because my town didn't have a movie theater. the yeah. the closest The closest movie theater was about either about twenty miles to the east of us, or there was another one about twenty five or thirty miles to the west of us. So we had so instead of movie theaters, we always had video stores and there was a time where i mean we at least had you know there there always seemed to be bare minimum at least two different ma and pa video stores in my town operating at the same time right um so we we you know we there was always a video store in my town or 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 in in a lot of the time at least two video stores in my town um so yeah everybody it was a boom. That's for sure. It was a big boom. Right. We, we had, uh, I'm kind of in a, was in a similar town as you as well. We, our movie theaters were about 20 to 30 minutes away and we had uh, a couple video stores and we also had a grocery store that rented movies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that grocery store had like the ultimate like Coliseum home video collection of wrestling tapes. So (laughs) it was my, you know, when I would see WrestleMania, it would be like when the tape came out. So that was kind of my go-to for that. And then I would go to the video stores for everything else. But, uh, you, yeah. you, we, there was a supermarket right across the street from where I lived and they started renting videos and that became, you know, ground zero for me. That was where I discovered, um, the Friday, the 13th films that's where i discovered a lot of the nightmare on elm street films that's where i really once i was allowed to watch those kinds of movies that was the first place i went and just started renting everything they had and, and then that really just opened up if, if it was a horror movie i would rent it and even though i was a little kid and i was renting r-rated horror movies nobody really <laughs> raised yeah. an eyebrow um but um yeah that's where i rented a lot of movies was from that supermarket actually and uh, that's where the family rented a lot of movies too um one in particular that i rented there constantly and that that would was the lost boys okay i i can i can remember being homesick from school one day and my grandmother actually went across the street to the supermarket and rented me lost boys as if watching lost boys would make me feel better you know, I mean, like, like it had medicinal purposes or something. <laughs> right. So that was one that I remember renting from that video store a lot. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think one thing that, um, I'll kind of talk about is, is was unique at the time is, you know, now you can basically go on Amazon, you can go to Walmarts or maybe not so much Walmarts anymore, but you can go online and buy pretty much any movie that you want when it comes out wasn't the case back in the VHS days. I mean, some of those tapes were over a hundred dollars and, uh, mm-hmm. just could not do that. So, uh, you know, I think the video stores were kind of vital if you wanted to see a 
certain movie at a certain time. So, um, so, so do you have a favorite, just a favorite memory that stands out from your time going to video stores? Well, I mean, I have uh, so many memories because I mean, small town, not a lot to do. Um, and you know, my buddies, I had, I had a friend that worked in a video store and I had a buddy who was a big cinephile and, um, me and him and his brother, we would go to this video store and just hang out there basically every day of the week. Um, and my other buddy who worked there, I mean, if we wanted free rentals, cool. That it was also there where I discovered screeners. I, right. I I was given access to the um, screener closet, and I was just like, "Oh my god, all of these movies! It's they're not even out yet. Can I just take these? Sure, whatever. Just take them, whatever." <laughs> um, and even like um, you know, even like little standees and posters. I mean, whatever, whatever you know, uh, you wanted. I mean, I I could basically take. Um, <laughs> But I just, you know, we hung out in there all the time and we talked movies and we, you know, shot the ball and, um, it was just, it was kind of a hangout, hangout place really. Right. Um, and then a little later on, and I've talked about this video store on my channel in the past, it was the ultimate Ma and Pa video store. If you were a horror fan, the guy who ran it was a huge horror fan and his horror section was just immense. And we're not just talking about, you know, this, the, the, the Friday, the 13th and the Nightmare on Elm streets, you know, the, 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 the A-list kind of horror movies. He had everything. He had some of the most obscure, you know, shot on video camera in a guy's backyard horror movies that you could imagine. Right. Um, it was prolific. It, it, it was prolific and he loved horror movies and he liked to talk about horror movies. So we'd go in there a lot also. And, um, talk, you know, shoot the bull with him and just basically it got to the point where we were, we were renting, he had a deal where you could rent three videos and keep them for three nights for $3. And we would go in there and if it even remotely looked like a slasher movie, we would rent it. We'd rent three, we'd take them back to my buddy's house and we'd basically watch all three of them in a night. But what we would do is like, if it was a bad movie or if it was slow, we'd fast forward it to like a kill or to some nudity or whatever, you know what I mean? So we ended up watching a lot, a lot of, we, we found a lot of diamonds in the rough, but we also ended up watching a lot of really, really, really bad movies. So like when I'm just talking about like horror movies on my channel, I've had people many times over the years go, man, how, you know, you how are you able to see all of these movies? And I say, <laughs> it, it, it was, it was that video store. It was that Ma and Pa video store. And, right. uh, he had everything. He had everything. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I had a, had pretty good video store, but, uh, probably not at that level on, uh, on selection for, for horror for sure. But, uh, I, I remember one store that I would go to, I, there's just little things, little nuances that I feel like most video stores were the same everywhere, but there were little nuances that were different at each one. And, um, I just remember like this one I would go to and, and all the movies would be lined on the shelf and on the edge of the shelf, there was just a strip of Velcro all the way across. And each movie had a little round tag in front of it. 
And it was so satisfying when that tag was there and you could peel it off and <laughs> take it up there the movie you wanted. Mm-hmm. Just little things like that. And uh and posters too are you were talking about posters. Um I remember going to, to one store in particular and they would say, Oh, you can have any of the posters, they're all free. So I my grandma would go to bed at night and then she would have a color purple poster on her wall and I just had posters all through the house and <laughs> sure the family loved that. But uh yeah, I think okay. one of my biggest my favorite memories um was when the movie Halloween four came out on VHS and um I would go to this video store every day. I guess it was in the summer after it came out. Um, and I would go every day and, and they had one copy. That's all they had was one copy of this movie. Mm -hmm. And I would go every day and it would be out every day. It was checked out every day. It was checked out. And then one day it was there. And I, I just remember being excited to get that home and watch it. And, uh, it was just, a just a fun memory from, from that time, uh, of going to the, so I, I remember in like the um the first video store I was telling you about when I was a little kid, another thing that really stands out to me about that one was like the standees. They always had like, you know, horror standees in the store. Right. And the one that really stands out for me, I don't know why this one stands out over all the others. It was the howling. Um it, the one that had like the 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 the, the baby um I think it was I think it's four. It's okay. Halloween four, but it's got like a, a carriage on it or something. Right. And I don't know why, but when I think of that video store, I just see that standee. And I guess that's probably because I stood in front of it and was like, wow, that looks really cool. <laughs> but, um, I, I remember the standees and, um, the, the thing about the Mon Pa video store that was really awesome with horror, th- that one also really kind of introduced me to, cause he had like NECA figures, Okay. And this was like, he had like the big, like 18 inch leather face NECA figure in there. Right. And he had, and he had it right in front he had it right in, uh, on the wall above the counter. And every time I would rent a movie or every time I was in there, I would just stare at that thing <laughs> and, and just be like, Oh God, I want that so badly. And I, I, I'm pretty sure the price was like 50 bucks, but I mean, for me dropping 50 bucks on something like that back sure. in the day, I mean, that was just completely unheard of. You know what I mean? I, I just, no way I could do that. But I remember just staring at that thing and thinking, Oh God, I would love to have that. Um, and, and, and actually I, for some reason, as a couple of years ago, I was reminiscing about video stores and I remembered that leather face figure and I was like, by God, I want it. I'm going to buy it right now. And I jumped on eBay and I found one and I bought it and I was just like, like unboxing it. And looking at it, I was just like, it's been so, it's been such a long time coming to own this thing. But yeah. that was, you know, I, I remember figures uh, that his video store kind of introduced me to horror figures that I didn't, I had no idea was he were even out there. Right. Um, one thing I, I always wanted, and I used to pester him about let, letting me have it. He had the, it was a promotional thing for seven. It was a delivery box with, <laughs> <laughs> some tufts of blonde hair hanging out of it and some blood on the side of the box. Right. And I used to beg him like, dude, you know, you got to let me have, and he, he had it hanging from the ceiling and I'd be like, dude, you got to let me, please let me have that. Whenever you take it down, let me know, let me have it, please, please, please. 
And um, he, he he wouldn't let me have it. I don't think he even offered to sell it to me. I, he, he must have really liked it. I'm sure it's hanging in his house right now, probably. <laughs> um, but I wanted that thing so bad, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sometimes the, the promotional stuff is better than the movie, so you never know. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you mentioned um, a movie that was like never in. And that, for me, was Scream. Uh, I really, I, I didn't have the chance to watch Scream in the theater. And when it came out on video, um, this was pre, um, the, the, the Mon Paw, the ultimate Mon Paw video store. There was just a small Mon Paw video store in the town, as I recall at that time, uh, or, or at least within walking distance. There was, there were always two, this one was in within walking distance and there was another one that was not within walking distance. So this is the one that I would go to. And I, and I told the guys like, you know, put me on the wait list for scream. I want it so bad, blah, blah, blah. He, he only got like one copy. <laughs> and, um, so finally it came, I don't remember how I knew this, but I was next on the list. And, um, I think he may have even called to let me know that it was in. Cause I mean, I'd given him, you know, here's my home phone number. Here's my social security card. Just get me, you know, as soon as it comes in, I want it. And he right. called me and he said, you know, it's in, if you want it, come and get it. And I walked down there and, and as soon as I walked in the front door, he looked at me and his face just sank. And I went, what, 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 what happened? And he goes, somebody just walked out with it. Who The employee in the store didn't know that, you know, it was on hold. Somebody walked in, they rented it and they just walked out with it. I mean, I was just completely just I sank. But, um, like the next day when they brought it back, the guy called again and he said, look, I've got it. I'm holding it. Get your butt here and it's yours. <laughs> so yeah. I was like obsessed with scream and he was nice enough to hold it for me. And <laughs> I mean, I, I must've looked really sad that day I walked in and it had been rented for him to hold it for me like that. But that's another great memory. But I, I, I wanted to ask you, um, since we're talking about video stores, one of the big things about video stores for me growing up was um, it was a social thing. You could go there and hang out. And even if you didn't rent anything, there was, it, 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 it was a social thing. And that's something that's totally missing with streaming movies these days. Was it a big social thing for you going to the video store back in the day? Yeah, I mean, it always was. I think movies always were a social thing when I was young. Uh, I One thing I would do in terms of watching movies, I would go to a friend's house, and his mom had – they would just record everything that was on uh, Showtime, whatever, you know. And, you know, we grew up watching those tapes that she had. I mean, we were watching the Friday the 13th. We were watching Killer Party. We were watching, uh, you know, even anything that – anything that had any nudity that we could watch while, while mm-hmm. his mom was at work, you know, uh, hot dog, the movie. And, uh, <laughs> we watched revenge of the nerds a lot. Um, so, <laughs> but you know, and then as, as we got older, we would go, go up in the main street of town and go to the video st- store together and hang out there, look at stuff. And that the video store that we would go to a lot, they even had an arcade in the basement. So it was, it was really kind of a local hangout type place. So yeah, for sure. Did did your, my small town video stores, they always like, um, 
there was one in particular. It was so weird. It was a video store, but it was also a tanning salon. And, <laughs> and you could also rent tuxedos and like prom dresses from the place. So, I mean, they were just, um, oh, oh, and you could also go there and get your taxes done. So, I mean, were- it, it, it was a one-stop shop. You want to rent a movie, you want to get your taxes done. You want to, you know, get your tan on, uh, oh, you've got the prom coming up. Well, you know, you can get it all done right here. That is some hustle there. That is some definite <laughs> hustle. And now there, there were other, there were, I, I don't know what it was about. That wasn't the only video store in the area that also had adopted like, you know, the tanning salon thing. I never understood that. Like come to go to the video store, rent your movie and tan. I don't understand what that was. That, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure about that one, but uh, <laughs> maybe that was just, uh, in my small town. I don't know. It's just, I, 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 I thought, actually, that I think, I think I got it. You got to tan for prom. You got to get your tux for prom and after prom, you got to have a movie to make out with. So sure. maybe that's, that's how it goes. There, there you go. <laughs> I, I do want to stay on that. Cause I think it's important to talk about this, the social aspect of, of the video store and movies in general, because with Netflix, you know, people can be in in any room and watch a movie on their phone or whatever. And I think part of my family, at least it was, it was kind of a family thing to go to the video store and rent movies and, and get, have dinner together and watch a movie. And I just think that, you know, that's something we're missing as a society these days too. And, you know, as, as good as Netflix is, and it's good to have all those options. I just think that's something that kind of take for granted these days. One thing I do with Netflix and Amazon Prime and streaming services in general is I spend more time scrolling through what's available than actually watching what's available. Yes. And I think and I think that's there's something very, I don't know, impersonal and kind of disassociative about just, you know, having I don't know, I, I, I I heard somebody say they called it something. You have a, uh, a, a, I wish I could remember. You, you have too many choices or something to that effect. You, you're, 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 <laughs> you have an overabundance of choices. But back in the day when you went to the video store to rent a movie, you know what I mean? You, 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 you know, you knew you were going to the video store to rent a movie. That was the whole purpose or you were going there to hang out and you were probably going to rent a video. But to to do that, you know, you had to get dressed. You probably took a shower. You know, you wanted to look good. um, And you went there with a purpose. Right. Now we have just so much access to everything at our fingertips at home that it's just so impersonal. And it's, I don't know. Um, You know, I, I, I don't think too many people back in the day, you know, went to the video store, walked up and down all the aisles and then just walked out the door with nothing. So no, no. I mean, I, I, I walked up and down all the aisles when, when I would take Jeremy to the video store, one of our, one of our weekly things is, um, every Saturday we would go to the video store right. and Jeremy, Jeremy would look through just about every single title they had. And most of them, he would actually pick it up and look at the back of the box or it, it was mostly DVDs at this point. There were still some, some VHSs thrown in there, but it seems like it was mostly DVD at this point. A lot of the older movies of course were on VHS, but, um, 
he would want to, you know, look at the back of, of, of different titles. So we'd be in the video store bare minimum for an hour while he would just look through everything. So, so yeah, we, we perused a lot, but we almost always walked out of there with at least one rental. You know what I mean? Like today I, I can get on Netflix or I can get on Amazon prime and I'll spend far more. I'll, I'll literally like, I'll want to watch something when I sit down and I start up Netflix or whatever, but then I'll scroll through everything for five or 10 minutes and be like, ah, I'm not, I don't even, I'm, I'm not feeling it now. And, and right. I don't watch anything. I, I, that happens to me a lot. Yeah. Whereas, whereas back in the day when I brought home a video, I was excited to watch this thing. I couldn't yeah. wait to get this thing in the VCR. And, and some of the movies I would even like, I, I'm sure your video stores were probably closed on Sundays, right? I, I believe so. Yes. So, so if you rented a movie on Saturday, you kept it Saturday, Sunday, and you know returned it on Monday. Right. So, you know, I would rent. Um, wh- one of my favorite things to do, and, and I did this a lot. I would rent Halloween four and five, and usually some other movie on Saturday, and I'd watch pretty much all three of them that night. I'd watch all three of them during the course of the day or the evening or the night on Sunday also. Right. And, um, I, I may even watch one or two of them before I would take them back on Monday. Cause I was super stoked about watching these movies. Right. Now. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I'll get excited about wanting to watch a movie and then I'll sit down and start looking through the movies and go, ah, no, nah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not feeling it now. And, and I don't know. There's just, there's, I don't know. I, I think the biggest the biggest problem I have now is is I'll have this movie in mind that I'm going to watch on Netflix or whatever it may be, and then I'll watch a quick video on YouTube, and then I get down some YouTube rabbit hole, and I'm on that for three hours, and I never get to the movie. So, uh, well, and, and, and you know, there's there's so much information about a movie at today, you know, for yeah. on, on the internet. Um. There's back in the day, if you wanted a review, you would ask like the video store owner, you know, sure. like, what is this movie any good? Or like, and my, the, the guy who ran the, um, Mon Pa video store, this is one of my favorite, one of my favorite memories. Somebody asked him a question about a movie and, and this guy was very liberal in his sensibilities about movies because he liked a lot of really bad movies. Trust me. Um, he hated Blair Witch though, hated that movie with a passion. I remember, I, I, I used to, I remember him, hearing him say, I could shoot a better movie than that in my backyard. But <laughs> anyway, um, so that was how you got your reviews back in the day is you would ask somebody in the video store, have you seen this? Is it any good? I, and I remember overhearing a conversation he had with somebody, they asked him, Hey, is this any good? And even though he liked a lot of really crappy movies, even that one, he had to pause for a moment and his reply was so, I still laugh about it today. He goes, it plays good, <laughs> which is such a, like, what, what does that even mean? Like if you, if you put the tape in the VCR, it'll play. Is that what you mean? And it'll, it'll, it'll play as it's supposed to. That's basically what he's saying. If you yeah. rent that and put it in your VCR, it will play. That was his review of the movie. And the guy was like, okay, yeah, yeah I'll take it. Like as if it were a positive review of a of this movie, 
I, I wish I knew what the movie was because again, this guy was very, you know, he liked a lot of really bad movies. So for him to be like, Ugh, um, but yeah, it plays good, but it, 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 Hey, it got him at the rental. The guy, the guy, uh, interpreted that as a thumbs up and he rented the movie. I recall, but, um, I'll, I'll think about that even today and just crack up like, you know, it plays good. You know, it's funny. A lot, a lot of times they would, those clerks or, uh, the people working at the store would, would pretty much shoot straight with you and tell you if it was good or bad. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I remember, um, the, at the video store that my buddy worked at, actually there was another buddy that worked there and he used to get so pissed off because people would come in and go, Hey, have you got that one movie? And um, he would get so pissed off at that, that he actually created a video box and he wrote on it that one movie and put it on the shelf. <laughs> so that when people came in and said, Hey, have you got that one movie? Be like, yeah, it's right over there. But I, I, I remember walking into the video store one day and looking on the new release shelf and there was the box for that one movie. And I knew exactly what he was doing. And I just kind of laughed under, under my breath. That's funny. Um, so I, I want to go back. You were talking about cover art, uh, how it kind of drew you, drew your mm-hmm. eye. When you walked down the aisles. Give me, give me some of your favorite cover art for horror movies back, back then. Oh man. Spookies. Um, Spookies is still one of my favorites. That, that artwork for Spookies is so phenomenal. Um, uh, the mutilator. That's a, that's an awesome one. Um, I'll have, I mean, evil dead too. There's yeah. just something about that one. It, it's very simplistic, but it's definitely eye catching, uh, the, the evil dead with the arm coming out and pulling the woman into the floor. Right. Um, Oh gosh. The monster squad was a big one. I remember loving that artwork. You know, that artwork just drew me right into, to that movie. Right. Um, vamp. I love the artwork for vamp. Like I could just spot vamp anywhere on the shelf. Um, it just, that was another one that just kind of popped out at me. I loved it. Um, the media, uh, VHS for not run Elm street Two and the Texas chainsaw massacre. Right. Those are both favorites of mine. That was how I first saw Texas chainsaw massacre was on that old media okay. VHS that had been rented probably a million times. Um, finally weathered. Finally weathered. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I actually bought just the other day. Um, I saw a guy had posted the, uh, an old media VHS of, um, not around Elm street too. That was in really good condition. It must not have been an ex rental or anything. Right. Um, and I was like, I've got to buy it. Yeah. I've got to buy it. So Those are cool little display pieces for your man caves or whatever you want to call oh, it. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I think some that stood out to me, and they weren't necessarily my favorite movies, but I always remember that 976 Evil cover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I always got a got a kick out of the uh, the Breakfast Club Texas Chainsaw Two cover. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> and then another one I, I always always popped in my head, and a, a movie that me and a friend really watched a lot uh, was Demon Wind. Oh and, yeah. Uh, those were those were some of my favorites back then. So, mm-hmm. uh, but there were so many that it's hard to narrow it down to. Yeah, that kind of, that kind of artwork is a lost art, man. I mean, yeah. they just don't. 
it really it, sold rentals. Um, it absolutely did. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I, and I was thinking too, um, obviously chopping mall is one that a lot of people talk about where there's some cover arts that you rented the movie and were just, they just completely misrepresented the movie for you. <laughs> oh gosh. I'm sure there's a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't, I can't really think of any off the top of my head, to be honest. Um, I remember renting Hellbound Hellraiser 2 based on the VHS box right. and thinking like, oh, cool. This guy's got like, you know, nails in his head <laughs> and, and, and taking it home and thinking that it, it was going to be like a Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street kind of slasher movie right. and uh, realizing very early on that it was definitely not and uh, being pretty freaked out by that movie. But um, I, I don't remember any that I rented thinking like, oh, this is cool cover art. And then it was just a sucky movie. But there there are tons and tons of movies out there that the the, the VHS artwork sold the movie. Right. Yeah. So and, on, and, and can be very mis, misleading. Right. So I guess along the same lines, I know you're a huge champion now of Friday the 13th 5. Mm. Uh, what was your initial thoughts about that movie? You know, I, I, I think they were, my initial thoughts were probably like most people's where it's like, Oh, you know, that's the one without Jason in it. It's kind of an oddball movie. It certainly has its high points, you know right. what I mean? But it was kind of, I don't know. It was kind of, it was almost seen as a non Friday, the 13th movie. Like, right. like, you know, just, yeah, it's the one that doesn't have Jason in it. Or it's it's the one with the fake Jason is what most people would say. The the fake Jason, quote unquote. So people kind of that's how they classified it and like it they kind of thought that it wasn't it was almost um given this status of not being, you know, canon. Um I I never really hated the movie, but yeah, there were times I can recall just thinking like, yeah, man, that's the one without Jason in it. And right. and just being like kind of you know, apathetic about it, to be honest. Um, it wasn't until, I mean, over the years, uh, I'm trying to think back to the, I don't, I, I just remember watching it at one point and being like, whoa, like, like I was watching it for the first time thinking like, these characters are just like jumping off. Th these are awesome characters. They're really well-written characters and they're, they're crazy and they're just, you know, they're so memorable and, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm cracking up over here and like sure. the dark, the dark humor in the film, really there, there's no Friday the 13th like it before or after it. It just has its own kind of tone. It has its own, you know, very dark sensibilities. It's got a very dark sense of humor about itself. It's very mean spirited. Um, but I, you know, I, I absolutely 100% um, think that it has the most colorful characters in this history of the series has the most memorable characters in the history of the series. Um, some of the dialogue in it, I think is just brilliant. I mean, like Danny Steinman had to be writing that thing and just cracking up, um, you know, like some of the, the dialogue between junior and Ethel, he had to be writing that just laughing his butt off. Um, so, and of course, I mean, it's, it's super sleazy. I mean, it's like, it's like, you know, Friday the 13th grindhouse edition. Right. 
And um, all of those things come together for me to just make an extremely entertaining, fun movie. I don't care if it's a Friday the 13th. The fact that it's a Friday the 13th movie and that it's kind of been the black sheep, definitely, you know, it's the underdog. um, Or it used to be the underdog. I I almost think like Jason Goes to Hell is now the underdog, which is another movie that I, I mean, I I love Jason Goes to Hell too. But, um, I, I think it's great that, you know, here over the past few years, you've, you, there's really been a resurgence in that movie and people have really kind of given it a second look and it's definitely got fans. There's no doubt about it. If it didn't have a big fan base, then we wouldn't have gotten, you know, all these Roy figures and <laughs> all of this Friday, the 13th part five, you know, merch, but, but that's yeah. because it is so unique. Uh, where it used to be the black sheep of the series. I think it's the one that really kind of stands out the most at this point. Yeah. You know, I think it's a similar thing with like Halloween three, you know, that's yeah. really become a beloved movie now. And uh, yeah. that's a cover that I love to see in the store too, back in the day, but I was just always told, Oh, don't watch that one. It's, Oh it yeah. Sucks. Yeah. So, yeah. That's an, that's uh, another one too. Yeah. I, and, and I think, you know, both of those movies were cursed by their names. Yeah. Yeah. But, or they were cursed at the time by their names. Now it's kind of a blessing because if season of the witch had just been called season of the witch, maybe it had done better. It would have done better critically and commercially back in the day, but we wouldn't be talking about it now. And the same thing with Friday five, if Friday the 13th part five had just been called, um, you know, uh, the, the, the pine crest, killer or whatever you know it it may have it may be up there with like you know some of the other standalone slashers of the 80s as far as fanfare is concerned but you know it wouldn't be nearly as talked about as it is today but because it's a friday the 13th you know it is so it, it those titles were blessings and curses for both of both those movies right well they're both movies that i go to often now i love both of those and got got reggie on my wall here so uh (laughs) well yeah and and halloween 3 is another one over the years it's really grown a very devoted audience and and now it's you know you very seldom hear anybody speaking anything negatively about um halloween 3 no 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 it's um i think it's a solid movie for sure yeah um so at some point this the cover art that we we loved as a kid changed and it was you know you you talk about like uh, scream and and I know what you did last summer was basically just people's heads on the cover um, and at around the same time the the uh, horror genre kind of started to suffer do you think it was a a uh, cause of kind of like people not renting those things because the cover art wasn't as exciting or was it the film quality or was it kind of a combination of all those factors? It might've been a combination because I can remember after scream, there were so many like direct to video movies that tried to be scream and they had very similar, you know, that photoshopped floating head kind of artwork. And there were so many of those movies that even though we were very, if it looked like a slasher, we'd rent it. But if it looked like a nineties era knock, you know, scream knockoff slasher, we wouldn't go near it. <laughs> you know, just like, Nope, not going to rent that. 
just forget about it. We know, we know, um, you know, we, we know what's going to happen there. There were a couple that we, that we rented that we took a chance on and there were a couple that are okay, but, um, there were a lot that, you know, I don't know, for some reason, the Photoshop, (laughs) the Photoshop stuff, a, a poorly made cover art, like in Photoshop like that, just really, I don't know. And we've seen tons of those covers where they're just this Photoshopped mashed together garbage and they make the movie look horrible. And some of those movies are actually pretty good. Um, I'm not talking about just the, the nineties, late, late nineties era scream knockoffs, but even more recent movies that have had to, for some reason or another, use that kind of crappy cover art. Um, But yeah, that, that cover art back in the day certainly turned me and, you know, my buddies off to wanting to rent those titles. Yeah. And then I think it just kind of snowballed, you know, we jumped into like the remake uh, cycle and it just, um, you know, a rough time for sure. Yeah. I, you know, I think the, the video stores, you, you know, everybody says, Oh, you know, it was streaming and Netflix and Redbox that really killed the video stores. But as I recall it, you know, even before all that, it just kind of seemed like, and maybe it was just for me, I'm not sure, but it kind of seemed like my interest in video stores kind of started to wane a little bit. And like, and you know, I mean, my small town is, is, is a microcosm. You know, we always had at least two Ma and Pa video stores. We were down to, one really and that ma and pa video store their video section or their their video rental section had shrank to almost nothing and they were selling you know literally groceries yeah um and i was like what's go-, you know what's going on here so the 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 video rental business was really kind of drying up even before streaming to the point where the, the video stores who were already doing other things like, you know, their, their main, their main, their main source of revenue was, was rentals, but they also did this, that, and the other had become, you know, our main source of revenue is the tanning salon. And oh, we've got some, you want to rent a video. It's over there. The video, our video sections over there in the corner, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it kind of seemed like, that was happening even before streaming, well, long before streaming, but even you know when Redbox started to come out, it kind of seemed like there was already yeah. things kind of waning. I and I think in our area, it, I, and I'm not sure why this is, but it almost started to start to dry up when DVD started to hit a lot heavier. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know if it was because you could get any title you wanted at the store, or you know, we weren't in that, you know premium price for certain movies thing anymore it was you know new release tuesdays were hitting and, and things like that and but well, uh, i think I, I, I think another thing that probably hurt them too it, it, it and you nailed it. it it was it seemed like it was right at the dawning of dvd too where um for some reason the video stores weren't getting as many dvds yeah of titles as they used to with vhs which is odd because at that point owning a movie had become far more affordable and you could, 
you know, I, I can remember it was probably around this time that I actually started to build my own collection. So right. instead of renting movies, I was buying movies. Sure. So, I mean, that could be a big part of it too. Um, because back in the day, like I've got, I've got VHSs for movies that came out in like the late eighties, like 1988, 1989. And on the back of them, there's a price tag for $200. So even in the late eighties to buy a movie, it was on VHS was 200 bucks. And this, and this is like a, a kind of a low budget, cheapy movie. This wasn't a, you know, Warner brothers title. Right. So I mean, that was, that's 200 bucks, but yes. by like the mid nineties, I can remember buying the crow on VHS for 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that you could own the movie versus renting it, um, I think that probably hurt video stores too. And I did that too a lot. I, I, I don't know if your stores did this, but a lot of those stores started selling off their their VHS and DVD yeah. for cheap, and I would buy as much as I could when I could. So. It was really sad because I remember like the, the final, you know, months of that, the, you know, the ultimate Ma and Pa video store, they basically, you know, the video rental started to dry up. So they moved, they had an, they had an awesome location. They had like a huge location. They moved to a much smaller location and they started to kind of subsidize the revenue by basically they'd started a convenience store. So they were selling, you know, pop chips, you know, whatever that you that you'd find in a normal convenience store and videos. Right. And all of a sudden they just started like selling off all of their VHS section. They were, they were just going to winnow it down to DVDs because they needed more room for groceries. And, um, that was when I knew like, okay, so this place is gone. Yeah. This place is going away real soon. And I tried to buy a bunch of their VHSs, but because the guy was kind of, I mean, he, he knew what was going on. He knew that the rad VHS <laughs> was a rare VHS and he's not just going to sell it to anybody for 10 bucks. You know, I, I remember asking about it. He was like, Oh, I've got it on, I've got it on eBay. And I looked, I looked at his listing on eBay and he wanted like, you know, it was a hundred bucks at least for that VHS. And I was like, I can't, you know what I mean? Um, so he, he'd actually, he was selling them in the store and he'd already thrown a bunch of them up on eBay. And this was like his, his, I mean, it's, it's difficult to describe just how huge his horror section was. Yeah. And to think that it just went to nothing really quickly and their whole section, their whole, you know, everything turned into DVD and it was basically a corner of the store. Yeah. So from that enormous video store that they had with that enormous, beautiful horror section to the corner of the store is now where we rent movies. And it's, you know, just DVDs. It was really, it was sad, but it also, it, it just seemed like, um, almost like a changing of the guard. Like, okay, this is very telling of, you know, video stores are going away. Right. Because this, this one was definitely going away. Well, I think it's a, uh, I mean, it was a fun time while it lasted. Um, and uh, it's a time I look back fondly on. And um, 
I, I really do feel like we're we're missing a lot not having those stores. I, I know in my area we still have a lot of family videos. I don't know if you have them in your area, but um, no, there's there's a video store in a town nearby, but they it it's it's not even really a video store. It's more of like a little. It, it's a college town. And yeah. I, th- I think some of the college kids rent movies from there, but they mostly like buy pizza from there. You know what I mean? So I- I've been in there and it doesn't even feel like a video store. So like, I-, I remember I went in there a couple of years ago just to kind of look around and I was like, you know, this isn't, this doesn't feel like a video store. This isn't, you know, this right. it just doesn't, it, it, it's not, it's not the same. So uh, I agree. I, d- I do the same with those family videos and, um, I don't know. I don't know if it was because it was the VHS era or what it is, but uh, I just, you know, kind of when DVD hit, I I lost interest myself. So, um, and I was getting older and college was coming and, uh, you know, I had other things on my plate, but. uh, Yeah, same here. Same here. So, um, so I guess my final question is uh, looking back, what, what do you miss the most about that time? Um, well, definitely part of it, I mean, is, is the social aspect of it and hanging out with friends and, um, but, but also, and, and, and I think the, the bigger part of it, I don't know, it, it just seemed like the video stores of that era just had a certain energy. And when you went in them, that energy just kind of, you know, you felt it. And, um, you know, there was something about hunting down a, a, a good movie, finding a good movie on the shelf and and taking it home and, and watching it. And um, I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think, you know, the social aspect of it. And again, that energy. Like when I went into that video store, I was, I was telling you about a couple of years ago, there was just no energy there. There was no, there was no, I don't know, life to it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I... I I think I agree with your points. I mean, living in a small town, you would often see people in there that you knew and you could talk about movies that you'd each had seen. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it was definitely a social place to be. And I even missed the little be kind rewind stickers. You know? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> funny, yeah. the little simple things you kind of miss, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I used to love to see, you know, the poor videos that were left in somebody's back seat yes. <laughs> and, and they were like, you know, all, you know, never leave you you never leave. It, it, it was the, it was the, you know, it, it was always in front of the sign. This is why you never leave a video in your car in the summer, you know, and it was just melted and distorted. Yeah. And I always remember to, to rewind because they would charge you a fortune to, if they had to rewind it for you. So. <laughs> yeah. Now I don't, I, I don't remember. I, I always remember rewinding because I hated to get, you know, to rent a tape and get it home and be like, Oh, Yes. You know, they didn't rewind it or it's like halfway through. And you're like, Oh God. Uh, yeah. so I, I usually always rewound mine as I recall. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely did. Didn't have, I didn't have a dedicated rewinder, but, uh, we, no, didn't, I, have, we didn't have dedicated rewinder money in the house. So we had the same here, same here, <laughs> same here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a fun time and, uh, definitely miss it. It's, it's always good to think back on it and, and uh, relive that nostalgia. So uh, yeah, it was a it was a golden era, but it's a uh, it's bygone era for sure. So um, I want to thank you for coming on though and talking about this uh, 
this topic and uh, why don't you uh, talk a little bit about uh, your your YouTube your website and uh, all the good things that you're you've got going on there oh sure yeah um, yeah my YouTube channel has been around since 2009 I recently just had my um, 11th year anniversary which is um, crazy to think that I've been doing YouTube for 11 years but um, yeah it's a lot of fun and um, if you're interested in uh, nerdy stuff like horror movies and horror collectibles and um, stuff of that nature, you should come over and check me out. YouTube.com forward slash Pizzowl, P-I-Z-O-W-E-L-L. All right. Well, guys, make sure you do that. Check uh, Pizzowl out. And um, he has some awesome content. And uh, I definitely thank you for coming on tonight and talking about uh, video stores and um We'll have to hopefully get together again and talk about some other fun topics in the future. So uh, thanks for being on. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun walking down uh, memory lane. So thanks. Right. No problem. Thank you. All right. Well, I want to thank Pizal again once uh, once again for being on the show and uh, all the great talk there on Video Store Memories. And, uh, you know, Jonathan, I'm going to throw to you because we talked about our experiences as uh, patrons of the video stores back in the day, but your your dad actually owned a video store. Can you talk a little bit about his experience? I know you talked to him with some about, you know, actually being on the other side of things and, and owning a video store in, in a kind of an interesting time in, in history, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's actually, uh, it's actually, it was a pizza restaurant first, and then we partnered with a local video chain, and we had our dining room turned into a, a video store. It wasn't huge, but there was quite a bit of stuff there. And, you know, we got new releases and everything. This was probably around 93, 94 when that oh. happened. So, so VHS era. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we actually never, we never went to DVD. And, like, I'll kind of hit on that and, like, what kind of killed the video store. But... Uh, to understand how this kind of happened, because I think everybody considers, and you probably would too, that the 80s is probably the golden era of the video store. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, so you had Brock, Blockbuster come in in the early 90s, and that killed out all the mom and pops, right? Well, Blockbuster didn't hit Owensboro, Kentucky until the late 90s. Like, it was into the DVD era before that happened. It was still solely mom and pops here. Yeah. And there was, there's actually one still here called Star Trek's Video. And they still rent VHS, by the way. Shout out to Steve, if you're listening. I'm friends with him on Facebook. He's been running that store since the early 90s. And he's hanging in there, man. Um, basically, what happened is, do you remember like when you would walk into a grocery store or a gas station and there would randomly be a wall full of VHSs to rent? Yeah. That's what was kind of going on here. There was a, a gas station across the street. Um and they they had partnered with Star Trek to put videos into their their store, and uh, I guess there was a payment dispute or something. I don't know, but the guy was pretty angrily pulling all the movies like out of the the store. And my dad saw him, and he's like, "Hmm, pizza and videos. I bet that would probably do pretty well." <laughs> right. So he went over and talked to him. They cut a deal. Uh, they brought everything over. Um, we get new releases uh, a week early. By the way, they would get them earlier than that. Honestly. Uh, at the main stores, and it's where I saw a ton of stuff for the first time. And I know you and Piz talked about like the promotional stuff they'd send out. 
that was awesome. And getting like the screener copies of stuff that said like for Warner Brothers use only, do not replicate, all that stuff. So you get to see stuff so much earlier. And every night I would, I would be with my parents. They were like, they're closing the store up, and I would go, okay, well, I'm gonna go pick out a movie to take home now. And sometimes it would be the same movie over and over and over and over again. But it was fun, man. I mean, you could call in and you could, you could order a pizza for delivery and if you knew the title of the movie you could have your movie delivered too so it was really ahead of the time like honestly i don't think anybody else ever did that yeah Uh, my dad like i I was telling you i picked his brain a lot and he said it was probably like a 25 to 30 percent increase in in profitability like overnight when they added them and he was kind of always that way he had a second one that was an arcade and a pizza restaurant so i had a unique childhood growing up in my own video store and my own arcade so and there's just so many stories about just the the movies really it's such a a personal journey for me like you know around the time that that blockbuster came in that's when everything kind of started to die when dvd came out we actually never went to dvd It, it, it dropped off so hard that we ended up just shutting it down around 2001 uh, we kept the pizza restaurant, obviously, but like we just pulled the movies out, and uh, unfortunately, all the Star Treks except the one are gone now. You know, I, I think it's interesting that um, you bring that up, and I know Blockbuster had success with this, but to me, DVD is kind of where video stores started to take that dive, in my Absolutely. opinion. Absolutely, yeah. really understand why that was, um, but yeah. I don't know. I think for me, I know for me, one reason is because I was getting older at that time. I was getting ready to head to college. You know, I, I headed to college late 95. That was a little before the DVD era really kicked in. But I don't know. I I just, I think even beyond my age, I felt like DVD was kind of, just wasn't the same. I, I don't know if you have the same outlook on that. No, or. I totally agree. I mean, because, you know, all right, so around the time you were heading off to college, I was in kindergarten. So there was, yeah, it's around 95, around that time. I mean, VHS has always been a little bit more special to me than any other medium. Medium, I I had trouble with this word earlier. (laughs) And uh, I think it had to do a lot with the box art, for one thing. Like, they had to, I mean, they would have to commission pieces of artwork for this. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. And it, that was the that was the only thing you had to tell you whether you thought the movie was going to be any good or not. Uh, so the, there was so much more poured into that package. Plus, like I remember them being stupidly expensive at one point. Am I correct in that assumption? Like oh, yes. eighty bucks, something like that. So like they were just like if you owned a movie, you had to really, really like that movie. So yeah, I and I you know I think now with DVD, I think it started back in the DVD era. You know, we started getting the new release Tuesdays, and you could go to certain stores and get the titles you wanted. Uh, we didn't have that with VHS. You know, like we said, there were there were titles that were hundred, two hundred dollars. You weren't going out and buying those. I remember going looking for a stupid title, a stupid movie, but there was a movie by with Kevin Klein called Dave, where he's impersonating the president, and for some reason, I really yeah. liked that movie. But I went to like multiple stores looking for that VHS, and they were all, oh, that's $120. We can order it for you. I'm like, Jesus. Uh, yeah, you remember, that, 
you could mail off for them too. Do you remember that? Like you get like Columbia House or something. Yes. Like you, you get like six of them for a penny, but you have to buy twelve at full price within the next two years. It's <laughs> hard to do, man, when you got no job and you're a kid. So yeah. So I wanted to go back to you were talking about cover art, and this is something you know I'll bring back that I talked with Piz about. I felt there was an era around Scream when Scream came out where they went from that really cool horror cover art to the Photoshop floating head thing. And I think that combined with the quality of movies that were coming out really kind of hurt horror and that VHS era. Do you have any thoughts on kind of how that cover art changed at that time period? Totally, man. I never really thought about it, but yeah, Scream probably was that turning point. Because like, I can remember stuff like Pinocchio's Revenge being something that like was intriguing, but they came. It was like right before Scream, but like it still had like a cover art that I was like, "That's interesting." So, but I mean, there you could find out, you could try to deduce whatever you wanted to with this cover art. Ninety percent of the time, it had nothing to do with what the movie is actually about. Like Slaughter High, like that was the cool, like that's the one that sticks in my head to this day. I still have the VHS copy from our video store, and it's one of my favorite slashers ever. It's just that. That skeleton holding a, a a lit apple in a cap and gown. And it just, it terrified me when I was like, you know, five and six years old. So, and Another one that's kind of funny because uh, Vestron put this one out too was the uh, the Chopping Mall cover. Really yes. Was misleading yes, dude. what you were going to watch. Turns out like R2-D2's cousin <laughs> is in the movie. And like you have this like badass like metal hand and like body parts like nobody gets chopped in that movie either which is another thing that pisses me off they're all shot with like laser beams and shit there's a hell of an explosion in that movie though so i actually didn't see that till joe bob did the uh did his thing uh, a couple weeks ago on it oh really yeah so it's the first time i'd seen it and i was very disappointed (laughs) (laughs) it's a good movie though it's fun it's uh it sucks but it's fun So yeah, I, I'm you know, uh you were talking about your mom and pop video store kinda hanging around there in your town. Um, but I also know in your town, you know, we still got family videos kicking around. And uh one thing I want to say about them is, is I love family video just because you can get some really good deals in there on used stuff. That's all to, I do there. So But it's kind of it's really kind of uh depressing to walk around those aisles there and it uh is. It's just like the ghost of a good video store almost. It is, man. And like, I don't get it. Like, every time I'm in there, I'm like, how do they make money? Because they have 84 copies of any given new release, and they're going to have to sell them for $5 a piece next week. Right. If they're lucky, they'll get $5 out of them. They probably only rented them once. Like, that has to be, it, it's got to be almost gone. Like, I know in our my town, it's a small town, but it's not tiny so the majority of people have access to high-speed internet right i have no clue i i I would say family videos got less than a decade left for its entire run well you know a lot of their buildings that they have they've been uh you know they'll they'll split them up and run like a pizza place in one side or or whatever and and those pizza places are closing down yeah we, we got we have a gym in ours Oh really? <laughs> uh, yep. And there, you go in there and you can buy a couple 
use Blu-rays at good prices, but they're also going to push CBD products on you. And uh... right, that came out of nowhere like <laughs> last year. Like, you need some CBD oil to go with your copy of American Made on 4K for three dollars? No, Thank- I do not, sir. Thankfully, I live in a legal marijuana state, so uh, I can oh, do Oh Jesus, you do, don't you? That's right. I forgot. <laughs> so uh, only good thing Illinois got going on right now. That's that's about the. <laughs> You can order your weed products online and go pick them up curbside, just like your yeah, groceries. So, <laughs> so, so what was your big like? Uh, what was your big hangout for a video store back in the day? Man, we had this place called Budget Video, um, and it was cool. It was in as I was growing up. There was this big building down on the main street of town, um, and it was a drugstore as I was growing up. And eventually the drugstore moved to a smaller uh, building in town, and the budget video moved into that place. And they actually had a, a basement, too, that had an arcade in it as well. So it was kind of like the, the perfect hangout for kids in town because our our town was really small. There wasn't a theater or any really cool places to hang out, but you could go to the arcade. And I would pretty much spend all summer either at budget video or at the baseball card shop in town. So those were my two hangouts with the friends. You know, you're never going to hear kids say anything cool like that now. Like, nope. I mean, think. Another thing, there's there's no baseball card shops. And, I mean, yeah. we had three in town when I was a kid for a small well, town. Yeah. There was always, like, hobbyist stores yeah. everywhere. And that, that's, a th- that's, that's a thing of the past now. Like, the kids have nowhere to, like, go. They just have nowhere to go, really, I guess. Like, you can't even go to the mall anymore. Yeah, and they're really not, it's sad to say they're not welcome a lot of places, you know, like they'll, even the kids that skateboard now still that, which I don't know how many do, but like they're prohibited from doing it anywhere in the city or, or whatever. Kids can't go be, like some of your best memories of your life are forged during that time. And I'm sure you have extremely fond memories of hanging out at that place. Oh my gosh. I, I told the story to Piz, but. There was one summer, the summer after Halloween 4 came out on DV, uh, VHS. Mm-hmm. Now, unlike Blockbuster and Family Video, like we talked about, they didn't have 80 copies of Halloween 4. They had one copy. One. <laughs> one copy, copy of VHS. And if you were lucky, the dude would hook you up if you gave him a call. But that was... <laughs> well, they wouldn't do that. So I went in every day that summer looking for that tape because I wanted to see it. It was on their little wall of new releases. It was always out. And then the one day I went in and it was there, it was like the the clouds open and the angels yes. sank down, you know. Yes. Oh my god, I'm gonna get to see this movie and you know, obviously it, it had better the nostalgia for me is better than the movie, really, but uh Absolutely. I still enjoyed the movie. It was a great experience. That was a fun summer and uh you know, in the meantime, while while that movie was not in, I was renting all the other horror movies and or whatever that i wanted to see so so what yeah. was your, do you have like a what the fuck moment like with anything you rented from a video store where you were just like do what now like after like after you got home and like everything cleared i have one but i want to know if you have one yes now here here's the other thing i was i told piz this too i was poor growing up so we were had a very modest income so my spending money at the video store was limited 
but they always had a section of movies that were like informational and never free. <laughs> so I would like yeah. find on there that I could that seemed of interest. Well, there was like this series of VHS tapes that this guy in town had made, and he was like this amateur UFO enthusiast. And he had done all these videos, and I would like watch those, and I was I had no clue what I was watching. Oh, <laughs> but, that would be and so it was like a local guy made them. Yes, and then it, oh, out like I became was... friends with his son in high school, so it was. <laughs> do you have any remnants of these? I do not. I wish I could find them. That would, that would be, be that would be hilarious. I'm sure. It, I'm sure it was crazy. I tell you what's funny is, um, I work um, for my career is like writing for a newspaper. So a few years ago, I was the editor of the paper of the town I grew up in, and I had this idea for like October. Every week in October, I wanted to run like a like a scary, like supposedly yeah. true story from town. And I got online, I found this story that he had written about this, like, UFO, or this um, ghost train or something. Or a train saw a UFO or something like that from back in the <laughs> So I contacted him. <laughs> I contacted him and asked him if I could run the story he had written, and he was fine with it. And uh, I should have asked him at that time. I was like, by the way, do you still have those uh, VHS tapes? Absolutely, man. Ten. Wow, that's awesome. Yes. So here's mine. We had Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3 at our store, okay? But for whatever reason, they never gave us one. So Because we got a lot of the overflow from the other stores, too. Like, we weren't the big stores, so, you know, like, we just kind of got whatever they had. And uh, I'd had my dad, like, catch the guy. Again, like, this is all, like, I'm, like, 10 to, like, probably 12 or so. When this is all happening, should not be watching like horror movie, like whatever horror movie I want. But I told my dad, I was like, "Hey, when he comes in, ask him if they have the first Sleepaway Camp." And I mean, you know about that. Like the tonal difference between two and three and one is right. vast. So the whole time I'm watching one, I'm confused, and then that ending happens. Dear God, it's like two in the morning. I'm up way, way, way too late, and that music's going, and I'm shook. Like I'm like, what the. This they I feel like they probably should have touched on this in the other two movies like more than what they did like <laughs> that's like one of my favorite video store memories is going and is finding that one and then just being like what the hell it's nothing like the other two dude I I love showing that movie to people that have never seen it because okay. I'm I'm waiting for their reaction at the end well usually I show it to somebody they're so bored and they're like oh god and then it happens they're like what the fuck. Like, run it back. Run it back. What happened? Dude, I showed this to my girlfriend was over like a couple of years ago. And we were watching this thing. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, this is, has kind of a shocking ending. Uh, I just kind of want to wait and see what your reaction to it. Dude, it was like 10 minutes in. She called it. She was like, he's a boy. <laughs> what? How? Like, there's no way. There's no indicator. Well, did you watch it on Blu-ray? Yes. Did you notice, like, uh, the Judy kill, which is supposed to be, like, every other time I saw it like, on VHS or DVD or whatever, when when she's standing in the, the doorway, you're not supposed to be able to see that that's Ricky, because he was old enough to do stunts and she wasn't and all that. Did you ever notice that? That it's just very, very clearly Ricky standing there and not <laughs> Angela. He's just Ricky with a wig. That's all it is. Like, if you ever get a chance, run it back. And it just, it kind of confuses the movie. Like, for people who see it on Blu-ray, you're going to be like, why is Ricky standing there? 
Like that makes no sense. We're not gonna. Are we not gonna address the fact that he killed Judy? Like, is that what we're not gonna do? Like, yeah, I was shocked. I was, and I was kind of pissed, honestly. <laughs> right, because you're. It's. I used to do that so much. To people be like, you gotta watch this. Yeah. And ninety percent of the time, it was effect- very effective. They never wanted to see a sequel, though. <laughs> no. We're we're the only insane people. So. <laughs> yeah. How how old were you when you realized that? That like, oh, everybody else hates this stuff. Like, <laughs> I it, it was it was a while I think because I had a friend that I would go to his house and we would watch you know all that stuff while his mom was at work. She had recorded all this stuff off of the pay channels, you know, and we just spend the whole summer in his his living room watching this stuff and and then you know any movie we could like see some kind of nudity in, you know, yeah. we, we were oh, watching yeah. Revenge of the Nerds. This, 15 times a week and yeah Revenge of the Nerds is a good one for it (laughs) yeah but uh I think you know I I was lucky to run with a group of guys that were we were all kind of into the same thing so I didn't realize it was like so not taboo but you know we were the only ones into that crap so and they're not not into it anymore so (laughs) I Anybody who's there, I've always had like one buddy who was kind of into it with me, like kind of always, but I always like dove way deeper than they did. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Did you ever check out that greasy strangler that (laughs) I watched it that night? Did you? Have you seen it? (laughs) No, I haven't. Don't. Okay. (laughs) It is so fucking stupid. Like, and I. It's it's not even like good stupid like they're obviously true and there's so many like weird prosthetic penises in that movie like that's they should they should have top billing honestly as much as they're showing them it is so fucking weird like I I've never got into that like I guess like Tim and Eric or whatever like style of comedy that shit does not hit me correctly and it pisses me off and that's all that movie did I was like this is fucking stupid like. Somebody gave somebody money to make this, and like it is, it angered me. Well, good to know. I'll avoid that one. <laughs> it's on. It's on Amazon Prime. I'm just glad I didn't pay for watching it. What a weird time we live in with that being on Amazon Prime. That's... Right. <laughs> so, um, I'll kind of wrap up this discussion, I guess. And um, you know, I, I talked about this with Piz, and, and one of the themes we came up with was the social aspect of the video store. You know, you could, oh, yeah. you could talk to the people in the store, talk to the clerks about movies and things like that, and, which is missing, obviously, with streaming. Um, but, and I know you're from a kind of newer generation, but, but uh, what do you miss the most about the video store the way it was? I miss how it made movie night feel special, right? Like... I mean, back then, you didn't have large collection of movies. I mean, you had some. You had your favorites, right? But it was a treat, uh, especially for me. Like, just, I mean, well, I mean, it, it kind of. I mean, I, I could rent whatever I wanted to, kind of whenever. But it made, like, when the whole family was getting together and you were like, we're going to pick out this movie and, like, we're going to go home, we're going to watch it together. Like, it was an event. And it, it made... It, it made something that is extremely isolating now for people, you know, just to sit and binge stuff by themselves or whatever. It made it an event. It was, it was like go, it was almost like going to the theater. It was theater light. Right. To me. Yeah. So yeah. it was, it was an event thing. And I, I hate that. Like my daughter probably won't get that. Yeah. I, you know, I think even the theater is going to be changed here soon. So 
that's kind of sad. Um, We've been you know, over that one. Yeah. Think for me that you know we talked about Netflix and how you can kind of scroll through and you end up just clicking out of the app or whatever and not watching anything. I never remember a time going to the videos back in the day walking out with nothing. No, it never happened. Yeah, there was something I would always I would always find something to rent. And like, do you remember finding out like, oh, this guy did um he did that movie? Like he's in this like you would just find out like all right, your favorite actor, your favorite director did a movie you just never even heard of. Right. And like it would be it you know, it may be ten years old, but it's brand new to you. And you found that out just by wandering the aisles of the video store. I, you know, I think that's how I found, like, um, it's it's kind of newer when you talk about things like this. But when I found out, like, Reservoir Dogs, you know, the first thing I'd seen by Tarantino was Pulp Fiction. And, mm-hmm. you know, I had no clue he'd done Reservoir Dogs and loved that one, too. So Yeah, it was uh, always like you could, like, the hidden gem factor. You felt like a little more accomplished if you found something that nobody'd heard of or right. you'd never heard of. And it's there's just so many things that'll never be the same. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big one too. Like you said, uh, I felt like you know people are watching three movies at a time in their house now. Yeah. One person on a phone, one person on a tablet, maybe whatever. You know, back in the day, it was kind of a let's go buy pizza to to steal yeah. from your, your place, a pizza and a movie, and let's have a family night. So. Yeah. Or like, and this just kind of hit me. Like you said, Pulp Fiction. I was not allowed to watch Pulp Fiction when it came out, but like I remember that being an event movie, right? So like, my parents had it because it came in early, right? So like, my uncles and aunts came over, and like they'd watch it with us too, or like you'd have to hook somebody up with a copy of it or something. You know what I'm saying? They're like, there was a lot of times it was just more than your immediate family hanging out. Like, oh, or like if you got it for two days. And you're going to see somebody, hey, bring that movie with us. We'll watch it while we're over there. You know what I mean? You know, they'll like that. And you don't get that now. You just tell somebody, like, hey, watch this. It's on Netflix. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and they probably don't. So yeah. um, I, I've, I've suggested so many movies to people, you know, the last few years. And, no, oh, I haven't got around to that yet. I'm like, what yeah. else do you do with your life? <laughs> yeah, not just that. It's like they'll come to you like, oh, you're the movie guy. Right? Like, what's a good movie? And I'm like, oh, you should watch this or this. Oh, those are... I like like Fast and the Furious. Like well, I, I can't fucking help you there. Like, go watch this, and it'll 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 help your brain. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man, that's a it's a time that's passed us by. Unfortunately, um, you know, it was it was kind of the golden age of and the beginning really of movies in your home. Uh, you know, other than what was on TV. So, oh, did you ever have a Beta or a Laserdisc player? I didn't have a Laserdisc player kind of late in life. I bought it from a friend and uh, had it for a little while. And I I totally get the the people that like that because it's cool. Like it's kind of like vinyl, you know, the at least the cover art and things like that. But I just couldn't get with the flipping discs and switching out discs. And I swear to God, man, I didn't know until like I was in high school that they put something besides educational videos on laser discs like i thought it was a, i thought it was like something they made for schools cuz yeah. like schools like burnt those things up and i thought it was just that and i was like oh they put out like regular movies on this <laughs> <laughs> I, I was i was lucky enough to have a a player that flipped you know flipped the laser oh you have a two, you had a dual laser player yeah Ooh. but 
But a lot of those movies I have were still multiple discs, so you had to. Yeah. So they were shocking to see, like for the first time. I'm sure if you showed somebody that now, they'd be like, "Jesus." Yeah. <laughs> they were pretty, uh, pretty crazy. I was worried about like scratching the thing too, you know. From what I've heard, they're like indestructible, though. <laughs> I'd find a way to destroy it if I could, though. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it didn't have a beta player either. We were kind of late on the game financially to get the VHS player it's, itself. So, so yeah. But my dad had a beta player. That's a. It was. I just remember those being weird. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think they always said the the quality of beta was better, but it's much better. You know, porn dictates what's going to be adopted, and they adopted yeah. VHS. So, yep. So, uh, thank you, uh, Ron Jeremy, for VHS. I right, guess. Right. Yep. <laughs> they, they went. They went with the bigger tape. Right. All right. Uh, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I think we'll end on Ron Jeremy. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, Video Store Memories. I'm sure y'all have some. Uh, love to hear uh, some of your thoughts on that. We'll probably have a little uh, little video talking about this topic on uh, the Core Cinema YouTube channel, maybe even Mr. Bombastics, and uh, leave some comments with your favorite Video Store Memories there as well. So, uh, so I do want to hype uh, what we got coming up for our next episode here in a couple of weeks. We are going to yeah. be... Late on this this uh, train, I guess you could say, but um, you know, we just had the 40th anniversary of Friday the 13th, the initial movie. We are going to do the commentary thing. We're going to have a commentary, and we'll get you all set up, and uh, so you can listen to it uh, along with the movie, and uh, we'll give you some thoughts on our thoughts on the movie, our thoughts on other stuff. I got some things I want to address, kind of going along with the cast and some other topics. So. Uh, should be a fun time, so make sure you look out for that. And uh, Jonathan, I'm gonna let you go ahead and tell the people where they can find you again. You can find me, Mr. Bombastic, on YouTube and Bombastic Reviews on Facebook, as well as be sure to go and like and share the crap out of our Facebook page for S'mores Indoors, so we can get the word out. We can get some more people on here to interview, and we can keep all this great content coming for you. Yes, it's been a fun. Fun two episodes so far. Uh, having a good time doing this. Yes. Uh, and I, I did want to let everyone know we are pretty much everywhere now. We are on iTunes. We are on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and uh, all places in between. I have also changed the Core Cinema Instagram to S'mores Indoors. We have the S'mores Indoors Facebook page. And the Core Cinema YouTube channel will probably be transitioning to S'mores Indoors pretty soon as well. So we can kind of extend content both ways and uh, eventually do some live streams there as well. Kind of yeah. a, a la Dead Pit Radio, our uh, good friends there on Dead Pit. And uh, and uh want to thank Pizhow once again. He was gracious with his time. We talked for a good hour there about video store memories and uh, want to make sure everyone checks him out as well, which if you're listening to this, you probably already know. Probably Pizhow. know, yeah. I was going to say, and if you wouldn't mind, if you're listening and you have an idea for a topic, drop us a line anywhere, you know, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Let us know. Let us know what you want to hear from us because we're open to it. And to be honest, 
I don't know what to talk about half the time, so you're going to have to tell me. All right. <laughs> I'm working up some ideas, but uh, once I get through those, we're going to need some more. So uh, Yes. But uh, we want to thank everyone that's checked out the show so far for sure, and uh, hope you continue. Hope, uh, hope you've been enjoying it. So, uh, guys, until next time, a couple weeks from now probably, take it easy. Later, guys. <laughs>